Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Hey, what's going on everybody? This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. Thanks a lot for joining us today. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. I can only speak for myself, but I know that both Carl and I are so incredibly excited for today's episode. This is really going to be one of the best playlists we've had in a long time. Today's episode, we're taking a spotlight on two recent soundtracks in the Rayman series of video games. This is Rayman Origins and most recently Rayman Legends, two phenomenal soundtracks that were composed by Christoph Haral and Billy Martin, two very talented composers. Christopher Rall and Billy Martin come from a very different background. Billy Martin actually lives in L.A. and is sort of a jazz performer and musician. And Christopher Rall is a French sort of film and video game composer. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ubisoft has just been on a roll lately with their soundtracks. It seems like uh, every time you turn around, they have a game with just an absolutely incredible soundtrack. And these are two composers that... Outside of the Rayman games, I wasn't really familiar with at all, and I actually Mm -hmm. had to do a little bit of research to find stuff about them. And the thing that's so interesting is the way that the crediting works on both of these soundtracks, it's the same sort of ratio, and that ratio is the majority of the music being composed by Christoph Haral, and a very small minority of the music being composed by a gentleman by the name of Billy Martin. But what's interesting is I suspected maybe Billy Martin is this sort of of like, I don't know, jazz legend in France or something. And so they could only get him to do a few tracks. And that's why like his name is like prominently featured on some of the soundtracks. But what's interesting is it's not like he gets sort of the the biggest themes. It's not really like Koji Kondo working on Galaxy or something where it's just like, he only does a few themes, but they're these big themes. It's like the ones that right. Billy Martin does are very good, but yeah, you well, can't necessarily tell the difference between the two composers. That's also so impressive is that it's not like they each have their own style. A lot of tracks um, that Billy Martin composed sound exactly the same as the Christopher Rall tracks, you know, like as far as the type of style, the type of humor. Right. Uh, it's really impressive, actually, how they were able to have a dialogue. Yeah. I mean, um, these soundtracks are the epitome of imaginative, wonderful video game music, and it captures the spirit and fun of old video game music with sort of the possibility of a modern day game score. And I think our opinion of the first one, of of Rayman Origins, has definitely improved over time. The more we've listened to this whole soundtrack, because I think neither of us have actually beaten the entire game. So when we were playing it, we had only heard, you know, a few of the tracks, and some of them we liked, some of them you know, we didn't think they were that great, but now having listened to the whole soundtrack, wow, our opinion has changed. It was never like a it was never a, a dislike, it was sort of uh, the earlier stages well, we just weren't familiar with all the great tunes yeah the the opening world um it's less melodic some of the music it, it i remember there was this sort of like didgeridoo yeah i mean kept playing. a big thing is when we discovered the lum's dream uh, I remember, do you remember, Will? We were, I was playing that level, and we were both just blown away yeah. with that track. And what, what really got me into both of these soundtracks, like I've just been so obsessed with them lately, is I got and played and beat Rayman Legends for the Wii U and was just so thoroughly blown away by that entire experience, and the soundtrack was just masterful. It's so good. And you go back, and you know both of these soundtracks are so incredibly creative, but the thing that I really want to note is that these soundtracks are the funniest video game soundtracks 
I've ever heard in my life. You know, because we talk about that, you know, when we talk about the LucasArts guys or Grant Kirkhope where they're making music for funny games. But these are examples where literally you can just listen to the music on its own mm-hmm. and laugh physically out yes. loud because of some of the, the, and the goofy, the, the silly Rayman has always been a funny series. And I think what's so impressive is that these composers haven't worked on previous Rayman games. But the theme, and we're going to touch on this, there's a, there's kind of a main theme that they use in this these two games that it feels so classic. It feels like it's already existed and a lot of the themes that these two composers have created for these two games it feels like they've already existed in this series and they make it feel classic right away which is so yeah, cool the, the biggest thing about these soundtracks is their use of theme and variation and motifs uh, it's just so prevalent throughout the entire series there's not one track that we're going to play today that doesn't have melodic material from some other track in some other game absolutely so let's before we nerd out too much let's let's get into the episode what you heard playing in with was medieval theme and that was from rayman legends that's one of the main themes of that game it's i guess the main theme of that game but speaking of main themes one thing we wanted to do is we wanted to give you guys a little something to listen out for there there's a main theme i guess if you want to call it the rayman theme there's not a quintessential version of this theme but it's used all over both of these games so what will actually did is in family tracker he made an 8-bit version of this melody so why don't we start off by playing that version right now for you guys this is the theme that we want you guys to listen out for this whole episode you're going to hear countless variations on this theme so let's take a listen to this 8-bit rayman theme really quick So yeah, this is, I guess, unofficially the Rayman theme. This is a theme that was composed by most likely Christoph Rall, yeah. and it was used in both of these games, and it feels so classic. It feels like it's existed in the whole series. Yeah. So we just wanted to play that right up and it's front a, it's an interesting to get that in your guys' heads. Yeah, it's an interesting example. I can't think of anything else in films or video games where you have such a prominent idea, such a prominent motif and melody, and there's no definitive version. You know, There's which not cool. like a version that just plays it. It's just used as hints all over these soundtracks, which is really kind of fun. Awesome. So now let's Let's get into it. We're going to start things off with a track from Rayman Origins. This is a track called The Lum King, and this specific track was composed by Christopher All. Let's take a listen. blast to listen to. You guys are listening to The Lum King. That is from Rayman Origins, and this is composed by Christoph Rall. You hear this theme so much in the game. 
It's so cute. Oh my gosh, it's just a blast. Yeah, and the cool thing about these games is uh, all these different segments of songs are kind of separated into chunks, and the way they work in the game is different parts of the music can be faded in and out. So there, this particular theme is used, uh, the beginning part of it is used whenever you beat a level with none of those kind of lums doing the cute singing. Um, but then just the lums doing the singing is sort of like whenever you get like this little purple guy and yeah. it turns you hear it a lot. Did colors, you guys so. notice the very end was using that Rayman theme we just played, the uh -huh. 8-bit version? Uh, it's crazy, but it was in a major key. It right. was it was taking that basic theme and idea. And that's um, what's so cool is that melody. It. They're so liberal with how they use their motifs. They will completely just use them in every yeah, different. Did you guys hear that? The lungs were singing, but they were doing yeah. it in the major key. Well, and something so cool. that's also fun is each individual world and in all the games, each world that you're playing has its own kind of motif and is yeah. used and varied uh, throughout the soundtracks, which is kind of sort of like what Koji Kondo kind of does in Mario, except even a more to an extent of the idea of theme and variation here. Absolutely. So let's play a track from another track from Rayman Origins. This is another Christoph Haral composed track. This is Desert of Didgeridoo's Breaking the Force Field. <laughs> That's just a blast. Yeah, the production is so impressive on both of these soundtracks. I think they actually outdid themselves even on, I feel like on Legends, they even upped it a little bit more. Right. But even this, oh my gosh, everything is so on the nose. There's a moment in this where it kind of slows down. It reminds me of Laurel and Hardy, yeah. like old yeah, Hal Roach music. Yeah. Uh, the performance is so confident. You know, all the sax players and the brass players, everyone they got to perform this album uh, really outdid themselves. The thing that just so impresses me about both of these composers is that they're not really kind of um, showing off as far as their compositional abilities. They're kind of just taking the fact that the music and the melodies are great as like a side note and using it for another purpose, whether for humor or for like trying to go for a different sound. Like there's so many different types of production sounds in this game. Like you said, you know, this one sort of has like a 1930s yeah, Hal Roach sound. And a lot of ridiculous how varied these soundtracks yeah, are. Yeah, and a lot of it has sort of this like public domain, like old jazz music quality, which is so cool that they're able to go and, for that. And it's so cool that that is funny. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like when you when you compose new music that is, like that's what I think is so cool is sometimes they're using the beauty of music to be funny. Yeah. And that's like what or I think it's of like when the I irony, think of, you know? yeah, when I think of that public domain music, the reason why it's funny is because it's very pretty but there's something um, out of place about it. Well, yeah, it's something that's so pretty, but yet the fact that it has no like um, monetary value associated yeah. with it, it can be used in any situation. And you hear and it all over yeah, the place. Yeah, they're really yeah. kind of banking out of that, where it's like the music is almost too beautiful for the type of game that it is, and they use it for such great like comedic irony. Which is just, oh, it's brilliant. So yeah, let's move on. We're going to play another track from Rayman Origins. This is another Desert of Didgeridoos. This is Shooting Me Softly. Thank you. 
You're listening to Shooting Me Softly from Desert of Didgeridoos, Rayman Origins, and this track is composed by Christoph Haral. Yeah, I if, think unless otherwise noted, just assume that every track we're playing is Christoph Haral. Yeah. We'll tell you if it's a Billy Martin track. Oh my gosh, guys, I'm so sorry if you're at work and you just started laughing out loud and fell out of your chair. I hope you didn't cause too big of a scene. You know, this is the an example of what we're talking about. doubling yeah. that beautiful melody is hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, in the soundtrack version that I was able to find, there was a version with out the kazoo so you could just hear how kind of beautiful and epic this orchestral piece is well well, that's what we were talking about that's what makes it so funny is the rest of the instruments the orchestra is taking it so seriously but when you have the kazoo doubling it oh my gosh is it funny yeah and it's so it's again it's like a really um brave and bold choice to kind of almost just like throw away a piece of music yeah, like this and use it for comedy but that's something that I just respect so much about these composers is it's like they're so confident in their abilities that they're just able to not you know they don't have to show off that they can make this beautiful music it's sort of like just almost expected I wonder um, if Peter McConnell is familiar with these soundtracks and what he would think I would imagine he would get a real kick out of these soundtracks because we talked to him about he loves um, adding humor and he can't help but add humor a wink and a nudge to his music I would be interested to see what he thinks about these Uh, one thing I'll say though is it wouldn't be as funny if it wasn't if the background wasn't as serious if everything was goofy if the entire track was just a complete joke that actually wouldn't be that funny it's only funny because the juxtaposition of seriousness yeah well because it's like it starts off you're really expecting something and uh, the kazoo works because uh, these levels happen when you're sort of flying on this giant mosquito so it kind of sounds like a mosquito singing it it's really funny well now let's play a Billy Martin composition this is one of my favorites from Rayman Origins Uh, this is uh, very classic to me this is one of the the tracks that is kind of that public domain um, style something like you know if you guys know the music that's played the stock music from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia uh, that's the kind of music we're talking about here so let's take a listen to Gormandland Glacier Cocktail Yeah, this is one of our favorites. This is one of the best Rayman tracks ever. Uh, you're listening to Gormandland Glacier Cocktail. This is a Billy Martin track from Rayman Origins. And um, yeah, this is really one of the standout tracks. Uh, uh, Gormandland is fairly early on. It's one of the early worlds in this it's game. It's sort of the food world. Yeah, and it, um, all the music is really good in this world. But yeah, uh, what are some of the things that resonate most with you about this piece, Will? Well, I like uh, the, all the real instruments, and again, it's, the production is so great. I think my favorite part is the string B section. The da, yeah, it's so pretty. Yeah, it's 
very much fitting in the pocket of that sort of public domain sound. Yeah, that we one talk thing about. that these two Rayman soundtracks have is they have a lot of fun percussion all over the place. It feels like a constant celebration, mm-hmm. like you're almost at Mardi Gras, like the whole time you're playing this game. And it fits with all the really colorful characters and like explosions and like scenery that you're seeing in the graphics. The music really fits well, that. Really I imagine well. these are really tough soundtracks to do because they're so kind of fluid and constantly changing as far as style and tone you know we have some things that are just so incredibly goofy but then there's other things that are pretty serious and then there are things like that we played before where it's like it's goofy because of the irony of an instrument choice but what's so brilliant to me about these soundtracks is these composers are constantly creating new and unique styles and what's so fun is when you play legends when they go back to certain styles you kind of realize that they've established these formulas and conventions but but not like in most games where like the whole soundtrack has a pervasive sound it's like every world sounds different and every sort of point in the game has a completely different compositional style which Absolutely. is very impressive. Yeah, another thing I want to say is I can't think of another example of a modern soundtrack where the musical tone matches the visual tone so perfectly. Yeah. It's just a complete marriage. And in general, I feel like this whole studio at uh Ubisoft, I forget what the studio where in France it is um We'll check it when we play this next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One thing is, guys, we're playing all the Origins tracks first, and then we're going to play all the... We're playing more Legends tracks Oh, I remember where it's like Montpelier or something. That's where the studio is. But those guys just seem like to be having so much fun working on this game. It's kind of like Donkey Kong Country or like, I don't know, it reminds me of Rare, just where you can tell that everyone's having fun. So we're going to play four more tracks from Origins before we move on to Legends here. Let's play Gourmand Land Frozen Paradise. This is also composed by Billy Martin. Martin track. This is Gorman Land Frozen Paradise from Rayman Origins. Yeah, I, I actually think some of my favorite tracks from this game are Billy Martin tracks, actually. Yeah, it's hard because I, I do think the best are still Christoph Heral, but among the best are Billy Martin. It's really hard. I can't really identify a sound. I'd be very tempted to say, you know, Billy Martin does a lot of sort of the the kind of on-the-nose, old-school jazz-type ones, but mm-hmm. so does Christoph Heral, and a lot of the Billy Martin songs are actually some of the goofier, like, songs with the lums, but then some of my favorite stuff of that is Christoph Heral, so, so much it's really crossover. confusing. What yeah. I find interesting is it's like, since Christoph did the majority of the music, it's not like he wasn't capable of doing the soundtracks by himself, but I'm not familiar with who Billy Martin is, and I can't find any information about him I'm so glad they online. did it together, though. Yeah, you it's know, really Even if the majority was Christoph, I mean, 
collaborating is always going to produce better results. And maybe they just collaborated on production. Maybe they collaborated on orchestration. Who knows? And whatever the whatever the process was, um, I'm so glad that they did the you know they did it the way they did because I think the soundtracks are that much better because of that. So. We're going to play four uh, Sea of Serendipity tracks, and then we're going to move on to the next soundtrack here. Um, so yeah, this is Sea of Serendipity. I believe all these tracks were composed by Christoph Horal, That's correct. Right? So let's start off with Lums of the Water. Here we go. Yeah, this was a standout track. And yeah, this is based on Christoph's melody we played last week, actually. The world map, it's the first time you hear it. It's just the ukulele and whistle. It's the the theme, the Sea of Serendipity theme that yeah. he uses. Uh, this, he varies it. This but track is called Lums of the Water. This is so funny. Yeah, <laughs> that Lum was freaking out after a while. Just blah, 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 blah. He's starting to scat and just well, go crazy. Well, it's so funny that they're just sort of speaking their own goofy, gibberish, made-up language. And they're so kind of cute and silly. And again, it gets into that ironic place of like this gorgeous melody you know if this was in a film it would be beautiful but of course they have to make it goofy some way by like presenting it silly and it's just so charming and endearing you can't help but fall yeah in love with it Uh, a track in two tracks we're gonna play not the next one but the next one after that um, something about it. I, I don't think they made it funny. They they unfortunately forgot to make that the Lum's dream. Right. They forgot to make that funny. So it's actually well, just. And then beautiful. this is another example of a motif that's used a lot. This is the whole kind of theme of Sea and Serendipity. Like Carl mentioned, there that great ukulele and whistle version. But then there's actually a track called the Abyss, which uses it mm-hmm. in a very kind of scary way. And the next one we're going to listen to is sort of a really fun orchestral track that you'll also notice uses this melodic motif a little bit. So let's take a. Look Listen to Sea of Serendipity swimming against the stream. Thank you. 
so awesome. Yeah, and actually it's something that I thought of the last track. It reminded me a little bit of Randy Newman Pixar music. This one really does. Yeah. Some interesting choices to have this in 7-8, changing the meter, but also bringing it into the orchestral context. Absolutely. It's so fresh. Well, and it's bringing it into the orchestral context, but not kind of like... Um uh, that other orchestral track we heard earlier, which is just kind of more epic. It's it's like you said, it's very much like that Randy Newman style of mm-hmm. orchestration where you're retaining all that great jazz harmony. Yeah. And what's fun about this is this is just a string orchestra, and these are all real players. So this is a nice example where you don't get any virtual instruments at all, and it's just beautiful part writing. And it's another example of just like, I think it's a stark contrast. It's not until you hear a piece like this that you realize really how beautiful of a melody the Sea of Serendipity theme is because when you're introduced to it in such a silly way you know you don't kind of realize how brilliant it is until you hear it like this and then it just makes it even more funny when you listen to the goofier version. Yeah versions. so now it's time to move on to definitely the most um, genius variation of this theme you know taking a theme that's very bright very jazzy and doing this with it um, boggles the mind. So this is Sea of Serendipity, The Lum's Dream. And something we want to say before we play this track is uh, this is definitely in the top five of tracks that we've ever played on this podcast. This one track, so the week essentially, of our entire Greatest Hits episode. So we're not going to play this track as track of the week so that we can show off some new music. Mm-hmm. But just keep in mind, this is definitely one of our favorites. All right. So this is The Lum's Dream. Yeah, it kind of leaves you speechless. Uh, I guess they did make it funny a little bit with a... But but, it's like, it um, it takes you by surprise. Like, you're not even laughing because you're just mm -hmm. so emotional. The harmonies, really, folks, you know, if anyone's wondering, oh, why why do we like this track so much? Um, The lush harmonies, very dense and just filled with tension. So many complex emotions that are conjured up. Well, it's like Eric Whitaker-esque complex modern modern choral harmonies. But like with these lums, which what's so funny is by this point in the game, we've really established that whenever you hear the lums, it's goofy, it's carefree, it's silly. And this is the first time it's like we hear that silly thing to present something so ethereal and and beautiful. We can play this in context of we played those previous Sea of Serendipity tracks. You guys can hear how surprised we were when this happened because, oh, we heard the big band one. We heard the, the, you know, the whistling one. Oh, that's fun. We know the theme. 
when we heard this one in the and this is an underwater level it's just like it stops you in your tracks and there's even more that we're unable to play like once again the th- number one thing that i'd like to say you guys need to pick up these soundtracks on itunes they're both available what's weird for origins the itunes soundtrack only has the billy martin tracks which is quite strange Very weird but you can find a collector's edition soundtrack online but definitely check this out because both of these there's so much great music that we weren't able to play yeah okay so the last track uh last sea of serendipity track from this game is village on the water and this is a billy martin track so let's take a listen How fitting is it to have this Hawaiian, <laughs> the Lums singing this Hawaiian track? You have that great pedal steel guitar, which that drives home this uh, tropical feel. You're listening to Village on the Water, Sea of Serendipity. Yeah, I love this. Uh, the, Billy Martin, a lot of the tracks <laughs> that, that he's yeah, a lot of the tracks that he's made for this soundtrack are like this. There's a few kind of um, Mexican-sounding mariachi tracks oh, yeah, those are that great. also feature like the Lums singing like this. But I sort of picture them as just like these would be great kind of you know this would be a great like Hawaiian-ish pop song, and those would be yeah. great sort of Spanish pop songs. But it's with the Lums singing their typical gibberish nonsense, and it's so cute, and it's such a great. Um, addition to all of these soundtracks and again it just contributes to making both of these scores so incredibly varied and different and you never feel like you're getting the same thing twice and that you can always just sort of keep dealing with variation Um, and it helps you to not kind of get sick of the themes that we do hear again and again to have these sort of little differences. So I think it's exciting. We're finally going to move on to Rayman Legends. Uh, This soundtrack we were blown away with. We're going to start things off with a track called Enchanted Forest, and this was composed by Christoph Herall. Let's take a listen. Thank you. 
listening to Enchanted Forest, composed by Christoph Rall from Rayman Legends, which came out was supposed to come out just for the Wii U, and it got delayed uh, because they wanted to release it for multiple systems, which was unfortunate, because I think if it would have been released at that time, people would have been excited about it, but I think, you know, it was delayed so long that some people forgot they lost interest. Gosh, this is really them experimenting with a much more full orchestral sound. So many real performances, and impeccably orchestrated and here again we get some of the best examples of theme and variation motif this game brings all kinds of reoccurring themes like we mentioned there's the which is used a lot in the game obviously we have the rayman theme which we played earlier the and then there's a new one that happens all throughout this game which kind of sounds like harry potter a little bit it's the one that goes so there's so many motifs that are repeated in this soundtrack and just i had so much fun with all the orchestral music because it is called Rayman Legends, so there's a little bit more of like a an epic adventurous quality to this music. It's very Absolutely. subtle, but it's something that sets it a little bit apart from Origins. Yeah, what a fun variation. Uh, we should almost keep track how many variations are we going to hear of that Rayman theme. <laughs> uh, that's one of my favorite variations. Yeah, me too. Let's play another track. This is Granny's World Tour, also composed by Kristoff. Uh, anything you want to preface this track with? Uh, the thing that I love about this one is it's another example of them doing something completely different. It's nothing like mm-hmm. anything else you hear in the soundtrack, but it's so on the nose to production and composition. It really kind of sounds like a theme from an old Western. Cool. Let's take a listen to Granny's World Tour. Obviously, just by listening to that, you know this is called Granny's World Tour, right? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's a rocking piece of music. Yeah, what's great about this game in particular, it introduced much more interaction between the music and the gameplay sort of as a little treat at the end of each world there's a special kind of music level where all the events in the level are sort of timed up so that if you're running through it it'll match with the music perfectly those were designed for the wii u yeah and what's cool is a lot of that music is actually remixes of sort of classic kind of rock anthems but what i like about this song is this isn't really 
one of those music levels. This is a level where it's like in the desert and all these like buildings are kind of falling. But what's cool is somehow they still sort of time things up with the music because the levels are sort of, um, you don't really have control. They're falling of their own pace. So it's a creative way of sort of manipulating the player into experiencing these actions in a timed way where they're still playing the game. You know, their hands aren't being tied, but it's able to fit with the score completely. And that's why they have so much fun with all those big grand stops and all those kind of crazy moments in here. So good. So we're going to play another track from this game. This is The Chef Whistler. Here we go. whistling there is a great whistler their vibrato is so beautiful it almost sounds fake it's so good um what i love about this is the same setup as a lot of those origins tracks where you just have the ukulele and the Isn't whistle it great yeah that it, sounds like rayman it's such now a to fun me. idea of um sort of expanding and contracting melodies because um before you select levels you kind of have to go into like a world map ish area and these are the first time you're introduced to these melodies isn't, and it's so simple isn't in the beginning of one of the games isn't rayman sitting there playing the ukulele and whistling I think one of the so. tracks? Yeah, probably. I feel like I have that image of Rayman actually playing the ukulele. Yeah, but what's so cool is all of these um, world maps sort of function like this. So whatever theme or motif or melody is going to be played in that world, you get introduced to through ukulele and just whistling, which is a very kind of humble, small thing. But it's another example of these soundtracks developing their own style. Yeah, absolutely. So let's keep this ball rolling here, folks. We're going to play another track. This is Infernal Pursuit from Rayman Legends. So cool. I love the hey. <laughs> this is great. You're listening to Infernal Pursuit. 
from Rayman Legends, composed by Christoph Rall. All these tracks have actual endings. It's so cool. Uh, you know, that's so rare for video game music. I would say the majority of video game music going from the NES all the way to... Even nowadays... Um, don't really have endings because most of it is loop based. Right. So it's so nice to hear all these have succinct pieces, you know, succinct endings. Yeah, the thing that I like about it is within a level, you'll get completely different types of music because the levels are sort of segmented. So an event will happen, like you'll go inside a castle or you'll go into a door, and then sort of the music will transition into a new type of theme. And it may uh, carry over melodies from an earlier idea, but it could completely change production and change sound. It's almost taking the the ideas that the Dream Team at LucasArts had back in the day and almost going above and beyond that well, because yeah. they have to record all these musicians. And it's a little different because with that, it was sort of like fading in and out musical elements. Yeah. But with this, it's like different movements of different pieces of music yeah it's it's such an undertaking oh my gosh i just commend i don't know the budget they had to um produce these soundtracks but and i also don't know how much freedom they had like i'm so curious how much instruction were they getting from the designers like oh no i really want to play this or were they just doing their own thing and they they had the confidence either way i think it's very impressive i'm so curious about that there's so much creativity and there's so many wonderful ideas and the thing that impresses me is melodically it's so consistent and another thing i wanted to say is there's so many great tracks in both of these soundtracks and the unfortunate thing is you know we can only play play so many of them here on the podcast so the bias for picking these is obviously going to skew more towards the melodic ones and the ones that are sort of more immediate and engaging just for the sake of time but you know some of the best music in these games are the ones that are a little bit less based on melody and what i like about it though is those ones aren't necessarily like ambient you know we use that word a lot when we talk about less melodic music but it's more just about kind of rhythm and stuff so there's always interesting and very unique percussion elements and yeah so i mean just know that these aren't the ones we're saying are the best there's a lot of our favorites that we weren't able to include just because the flow of one episode we wanted to have the essential tracks that you can't not include when you're talking about these soundtracks but before you write those skates the emails. I mean, we have some of our favorites that we're not including today. Uh, and we're going to play more music from both these, guys, especially Legends. Uh, so, you know, fear not. There's a lot of other... Gr- it's it's hard. I mean, when you have these dense soundtracks that are so good, that's a good problem to have, though, for a podcast, is to have too much good music to choose from. I kind of like having that problem, right. you know? What's really hard is when you pick a topic of an episode and it's like, ooh, there's actually not... It's hard to make 20 tracks that are really good. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not the case today. We could have had 30 tracks and it would have yeah, been Yeah, I mean, when I, when I brought both of these soundtracks into Winamp to start the selection process, there were like hundreds. There yeah. were hundreds of tracks and I had to whittle it down to like 20. So, I mean, just Good the, job, the sheer Will. numbers of that. Yeah, I know insane. that was tough. He texted me a lot during the week. This one, this one, is it okay if we do yeah, this? Okay I, do I, that? I texted you pictures of me crying, I yeah, think. You did. did you get those ones? Uh, no, I actually didn't. I think I broke the phone. The tears just like went into the circuitry and shorted it out. Okay, so now we're going to move on to a track we've played before. This is a really cool track. This is Storming the Castle. This is one of my favorites from Legends. Here we go.
is a great example of what you're talking about, of introducing a brand new movement. You know, you have different instruments coming in, but they could have just kept their first move. I mean, it's interesting that they made the choice to make this so hard for themselves, to have to have these other movements. It, it makes it better, but they could have just banked on that first piece of music. It still would have been great. Well, and here we get that string melody is a melody we're going to hear later on in one of the spy levels. Yeah. Da, na, 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 na. There's, there's a lot of John Williams influence in this yeah. piece. Well, and again, I love the, uh, this is so perfectly Rayman because for a long time, you know, it's just feeling very great, modern kind of super rousing orchestral music. Yeah. But with the introduction of some of those goofier percussion sounds, yeah. it sort of makes it still feel like it's in this world and it's a nice little thing to blend the soundtracks together i agree yeah i know that's a great track let's move on we're now going to play a track called olympus maximus invaded and Ooh, i think we've I played this, this before on yeah, the previous this show was tell. like my pick for track of the week that episode i think you won the okay. rock paper scissors but i i love this one this is an example of a song where it's like it's less about the melody but something about it is so functional in game i had so many experiences where i played the level better when this track was playing so i had to play it just to all right this is uh, olympus maximus invaded Yeah, it's just, it's so great um, that he has a real drum kit as the backbeat of this. It's such a great choice. I love it so much. You know, this is a VST. I actually have this drum VST. It's called Superior Drummer. Uh, the way he uses it is genius. Uh, you know, like, who would have thought to do that? I don't know. If I were to compose this really rousing orchestral piece, I mean, would you think of inherently doing that? It's such well, a brilliant the choice. The thing is, is it's kind of like a rock sound it's yeah. a very kind of shredded thing and what i love is uh the dun 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 so catchy that all the every single level in the game at some point gets what's called invaded which means that you can go back and it's a completely different level but it's essentially sort of the aesthetic or like the um the level design elements from a particular stage you can um you sort of have to do this time trial version of it. So you're trying to run and gun and go through the level as quick as possible. And what's cool is there's always an invaded theme. Yeah. So this uh, theme was sort of, it's orchestral because the level that it came so from. So it kind of ramps up. Yeah, the Olympus Maximus level was orchestral. It kind of reminds orchestral. me of like Wario Land Shake It, where yeah. you have to escape and then the exactly. music ramps And what's up. cool yeah. is sort of like, so sort of for the later spy levels, those invaded, you know, they have like the same instrumentation, but doing a more kind of rocking I love it. So it's really fun. I love it. We're now going to play a track called Enchanted Forest Pursuit. Here we go. (laughs) 
Yeah, this is the point um, where you're like, wow, the power of this melody. Yeah. It's like Harry Potter or something, you know? It's John really Williams-esque. good. Just it's as Danny good as Elfman the Flatbush too, I'd say. Like, yeah. It, yeah, much more Danny Elfman, is, I feel like. You're so right. The guys, you know, hopefully you guys can realize this is the Rayman theme that we play that 8-bit version mm-hmm. of, right? You know, you guys are, are hearing that today. But we um, have that one section major. In some major. ways, this is the most definitive version, but yeah, that B section is major. And there's different this kind of here. rhythms uh, when we're first introduced. So it's, Will's so right. It's so surprising that there's no definitive version of that theme. That's why Will wanted to make that um, NES version, well, just to show thing, you guys what it is. On the Rayman Legends soundtrack, there's a little bonus track called an 8-bit version of the Rayman theme. Really? But even that isn't a definitive oh, version. Wow. It's like a variation That's on the melody. That's why you felt the need to have yeah. to do that? Well, because if you listen to it, it goes... Like, it doesn't actually do the melody. Well, I'm glad you made that little version because it's a nice way to start the episode off because we're going to hear it. We are hearing it so much. So, all right, folks, it's exciting. We're now going to move on to our track of the week. This is a track that we have played before on the podcast. You guys, if you're fans, you're going to recognize it. But um, not only is it warranted playing again, in some ways, it's a very fitting track of the week. If we had to pick one track to introduce someone to the musical world of these two games and these composers, this is a great one. It's one of my favorite tracks that we've played the last year of this podcast. It's so much fun to listen to. Such a great example of, starts off, you know, good, very interesting. But then the second um, movement, when it changes... It, it just elevates it, and it just goes in a completely different direction right. that they didn't have to do. Yeah. But the fact that they did is just, um, I don't know, I commend them. And another special thing, this is uh, the only track that we're playing from Rayman Legends today that was, in fact, composed by Billy Martin. Yes. So this is a Billy Martin track called Strategy and Spying.
Yeah, this is my favorite track we've played so far of the day. I, I am in love with this track. Uh, this is Strategy and Spying from Rayman Legends, composed by Billy Martin. Yeah, when it gets into that funk fusion section, it's just so great. For so many reasons, on a production standpoint, I was so surprised because you have two different real drum set sounds. You have the really big kind of reverby kind of 80s kind of spy sound but then all of a sudden when it goes to this section it's that 70s really dry cardboard like mission impossible um but i'm talking about the drum sound specifically right. it's so cool that he got access to it might be the same drummer it might be two different drummers but he got access to all these uh performers and it's like two pieces of music in one and it's just oh my gosh well, it's to great. me i feel like his references are like the second section feels like the the um tom cruise mission impossible okay film probably kind of more moderny sound and the final version feels like the old tv show sure just the sure, whole sure. instrumentation 70s. and you know the sort of dryness the flute of definitely yeah but it's it's so funky it's so fun i love the electric guitar yeah really cool Okay, yeah, so let's move on. We're going to play a track. This is another spy theme, right? We'll dive another day. Yeah, this one is uh, composed by Christoph Herald. All right, this is Christoph Herald, Dive Another Day. And now it comes full circle because you're having the orchestra. You still have that funky acoustic guitar doing that, mm-hmm. that Herbie Hancock kind of riff, but it's on an acoustic guitar. It's not on a bass, yeah. but he's playing a bass line on the and acoustic it's guitar. Like, it's brilliant. You know, there's, there's never a sense of laziness. Like, let's just do an orchestra. You know, it's like there's always interesting elements. It's there's just, a beatboxer on I this I think track. what's so cool is it starts off with this beatboxer, this acoustic guitar. It's like, what is going on? This is so quirky. But then it finally comes full circle. It makes sense because the strings are playing those chromatic James Bond chords. Yeah. And it's, you know, you get that really kind of reverby, um, Fender Super Reverb sound with the electric guitar, which sounds like James Bond as it well. It really does sound like James Bond. Just the combination of the I'm orchestra so glad that we're playing and the guitar this track. elements. 
because especially the beginning of it is really taking its time and doesn't sound like a lot of other like a lot of other pieces in yeah and that's of these sort of what I'm saying is a lot of the tracks that we didn't play were because of uh, you know I wanted to play tracks that you know could get into the meat of the song yeah. right away um, but there's but a so lot of tracks like this, this that take a real long time to get into which are great and you know in the future we'll play some more of those so all right let's move on to a track called orchestral chaos is so brilliant i was not expecting the virtuosic violin playing will tells me that this is one of the timed rhythmic music levels in the exactly. game so cool because you know the one that i'm familiar with is the rock one um the first one of those timed levels i believe right right that um, one i uh we might be hearing that later but that one is uh is a cool one that uh we'll be hearing rock, it later guys <laughs> that one is that theme called castle rock is actually um i learned this recently is a cover of an old 70s song are you kidding called black betty which is okay a yes. Bit yes more yes, obscure yes. That's but cool. it's like the type of thing you'd hear at like a hockey game that's interesting <laughs> but, uh, because i know you mentioned that there were other covers yeah, too like i don't want to give away Tiger? what the other ones are yeah they're yeah. Well, I just gave cool. it away sorry no um, yeah this track is excellent and it's another one where it's completely synced up to the experience which is very hard for an orchestra and especially for an orchestral piece of music to time it completely to the gameplay but this one works so well and it uses um, melodies from uh, around this point in the game the... there's yeah. another song that uses uh, that sort of melody so again it gets back to what i said at the beginning there's no solitary piece of music in either of these soundtracks that we're playing that doesn't contain melodies from something else all right now we're going to play a track called fiesta de los muertos here we go
I love this track. I love the bass line. Uh, once the whistle comes in, it's like, yes, this is Rayman, right? This is mm-hmm. a sound. You know, this is establishing its own sound. This is Fiesta de los Muertos from Rayman Legends, composed by Christopher Rall. Ugh. Love the vocals in the background. Yeah, I, I find the biggest commonality between both of these soundtracks is there's always a food world, and then there's always uh, like a Mexican-inspired mariachi world, and this game incorporates both in one. Because okay. in Origins, you have a food world, and then there's also sort of like a, a, a Latin kind of world, and all mm-hmm. the music is really fun. And this combines the two. So this world is um, just sort of like called like the Fiesta world, and there's all these kind of like food environments and it's just really fun there's so much cool things happening yeah, isn't muerto death though i think muerto that... <laughs> does mean death that's so weird. that's just the name of this particular track okay yeah i mean i guess i get a little bit of a death yeah because there also vibe. is sort of like a um day of the dead kind of vibe sure not like the george romero film but like the holiday all right folks we're gonna play now the last track of the day that we're gonna talk about this is lost in the clouds It just boggles my mind that this is in the same soundtrack as something like Strategy and Spying or even the Medieval theme. It's such a diverse soundtrack. These two composers are so talented. I can't wait to see, to follow their career, to see what they do next, whether it's another Rayman game or, I mean, honestly, I would just like to see what else they do because I'm such big fans of both of them. Absolutely. This is a great episode. Yeah, I'm this happy is, with it. Yeah, this uh, track... Um... Uh, is actually, uh, you'll recognize the melody from a few weeks ago. I played that song, When the Wind Blows, from Legends, which has the same melody. This is sort of a different arrangement of it. And both of them use that... um, that really cool instrument. I think it's called like a duduk or something. 
But Beautiful. this melody, I, I something I wanted to, that I discovered, it was actually originally used in Origins. There's sort of a bonus track called The Lost Beats Reprise. And The okay. Lost Beats, I checked it out, is a song that sounds nothing like this. But what's cool is this type of melody came out of them doing an arrangement of that. So it's sort of fun if you check the source of this melody and how it's been sort of manipulated yeah. and altered. Yeah, so it's thanks really so cool. much, guys, for sticking with us um, on this podcast. We, we really had a good time last week showing you know showing off your picks on the listener show and tell we're going to do that next year. Just uh, we want to let you guys know next week our episode is called Girl Power. So we're going to be focusing on strictly female composers. One of the great things about video game music, especially in the early days, is that it was actually in a lot of ways dominated by female composers, which is not the norm in film music and in a lot of other genres. So it's something that, you know, it'd be nice to just have one episode dedicated to that. Um, yeah, we're going to play out with the Castle Rock theme, which is actually based on, we found out, um, the band Ram Jam. They had a song called Black Betty in 1977. Yeah, I'd recommend checking and, that song out. Because and now that you mention it, I do know that song very yeah. well. So well, it's a interesting. Lot of, a lot of sort of the riffs and the weird kind of crazy things yeah. are in that version as well. I just didn't notice it when yeah, I, when I so heard cool it. It's so cool because they copy the production and the riffs and everything almost exactly for this and almost improve cool. upon it. Okay, well, with that being said, we're going to let you guys go. Please enjoy this track and have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Peace out.